is the Parenting for Faith podcast from BRF Ministries. Parenting for Faith exists to help you help the children and teens in your life to meet and know God. We do this through online events, courses and resources, and you can find out more at parentingforfaith.org. And welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin. I'm your host and part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode two of season eight. And we're going to be talking today about connecting with God through science. We've got the wonderful Elizabeth Cole helping us unpack that. It's going to be a really great conversation. But just before we get into that, I'd love to invite you to join our pop-up small group tonight. Uh, We're going to be looking at Chat and Catch, which is just parenting for faith language for conversational prayer. Now, I would say, I've been involved with parenting faith for over 10 years, and probably of all the things that we do, this is the thing that most people say, oh my goodness, that changed everything. That was a light bulb moment, or that really unlocked something. Um, either for my child or for my teenager or for me. Very often, this is like a real personal revelation for parents and carers. So if you don't know what Chat and Catch is, or you're a bit rusty and you haven't used it for a while, do join us tonight, eight o'clock on Facebook Live. It is completely free and you can just watch on your own and we'll be your community by commenting on Facebook with us. Um, Or if you still have time to invite someone over and watch it with a few other people, We think a lot of the best learning comes from uh, conversation and from community. So we'd love to encourage you to do that. Also, you might have seen that we've got a grandparent training morning coming up. The fantastic Becky Sedgwick from our team has written a brand new book called Grandparenting for Faith. This has been in the making for a good few years. She's been researching it and testing it with pilot groups. Um, We have had standing room only where we've tried this out in a few sessions and we are so excited to get grandparents equipped um, to help kids and teenagers connect with God. So if you are a grandparent, get yourself booked on. If you know a grandparent, send them a link. Um, And also if you're not a grandparent, but you want to support grandparents in your church or your community. So maybe you're a church leader or just a lovely person who wants to get the grandparents together and really... um, use the power of their prayer and their wisdom and their connection, we would love to invite you to that. So I hope you can make it. But let's uh, go over now to my conversation with Elizabeth. I've got the huge pleasure of being joined today by Liz Cole. Liz is a mother and a grandmother, and she spent most of her working life developing technologies to measure trace toxic and smelly chemicals in the air and things around us. And she only came to writing later in life. After becoming a Christian as a child, Elizabeth has always seen modern science every bit as much a part of God's domain as her faith. And it's what motivated her to write her brilliant book, God's Cosmic Cookbook. To her, faith and science are complementary, each addressing different questions and helping us better understand the other. Together, she feels they give us a much richer picture of our amazing creator and the relationship each of us can have with God. So who better person to talk to uh, when we're thinking about helping our children and teenagers connect with God through science than Liz? So Liz, thank you for being here today. Well, and thank you very much. (laughs) Lovely introduction. Thank you. Spot on. Oh, good. It's always nice (laughs) when we get the details right. So you're on the brink of retiring from an incredible career in science, but I'd love to know when that interest started. Can you trace it back to being a child or teenager or was it later in life that you came to that oh no, i would i it would be hard 
to think of a time in my life when I wasn't interested in the natural world and how things worked. I've never been that interested in mechanical things or engineering. That kind of left me cold. And electronics is a, a complete mystery as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> however, however, um, I just think the natural world, which is is what's where science grew, the 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 stars, the you know, wildlife, particularly give me a pond as a three-year-old and mm. thirteen-year-old, and I was completely happy. As long as there were newts in it or something like that, it was just uh, wonderful to me. The the beauty of it, the complexity of it. It was just so interesting. What's yeah. that like? You know, it's a bit smelly, but <laughs> even better. Brilliant. And then when did you come to faith? Was that before or after this interest in science? And how I kind of said in the introduction there that you've come to a place of seeing how they interact with each other. Um, But did they impact each other when you were younger, do you think? I came to faith. Um, My parents weren't big churchgoers. They have a kind of sleeping job. My dad is dead now, sadly, but a sort of sleeping giant faith which was always there but in the background and to the extent that they did encourage us or insist actually that we went to Sunday school so we went to a Sunday school which I I, neither myself nor my brother and sister enjoyed at all Um, however it's thanks to that Sunday school and a visiting they had a, a speaker came who I can't remember anything at all now about, I think they were a man, but I can't, you know, I can't remember anything. It was when I was 11. And they presented the gospel very clearly um, what God did through Jesus, the love he had for me, and that the only way he could join that gap between myself and God was to basically pay the price of me not being perfect of of my sins before after you know for 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 my whole life and i remember thinking which is again a bit of a scientific reaction i suppose i remember thinking well it's obvious <laughs> it's obvious those were the, it's obvious it's obvious that god would have to do that of course he did and of course, he loves me so much, he'd be prepared to do that. And I started exploring again, I suppose, when I got to university. So I, I joined the Christian Union and um, I started, I, you know, which of course was a sort of on the evangelical side of the church and um, the the reality, but the, the the reality and the power of God was so strong, and the the importance of biblical truth and the teaching there was so good. But there were little things that went along with that that started to worry me, I suppose, and challenge me. I could see in different little chinks a sort of fear of science and. That was like a mystery to me. You know, there had been no conflict in my understanding at all. 
and became very exposed to this faction, I suppose I'd call it, within the church, which insists that the Bible is is almost a scientific textbook as well as scripture, as well as God telling us about who he is and why he's done things and our relationship with him. And I I was really bothered. I was struggling. I struggled with that a lot. And I, I attended a science and faith course, um, which they held, and it was wonderful. And so uh, I, the first thing was it was a huge comfort to find that actually an awful lot of people very clever people and an awful lot of people who are in science and atheists to their core to as as a young adult that as they research more and more and more in the end come to the conclusion that the only possible explanation (laughs) of an awful lot of this is god and it irritates them enormously you see and they become christians (laughs) which i just think is marvelous and it's complete Complete reversal of what what you know you'd, you'd believe from the media and things that everything from geology to astro to astronomy get them right to um, well all all the age of things the carbon dating uh, the formation of elements every element of our creation is, is pointing to this alternative that actually you know science is old the universe is old you know god made it and that doesn't stop god making it there's a wonderful institute that through my research i came across called the faraday research faraday institute in cambridge at the institute of science and religion and it turned out that pretty much the same time as i was on this journey they had funded a survey of school children and this is this is a bit this is a bit sad but they found that children as young as five think that god and that god is over here and science is over there that the two have nothing to do with each other and then even worse they found that by the time children are leaving primary school, this has sort of morphed into, well, science is the real world. God has nothing to do with it. Therefore, God has nothing to do with the real world. And that kind of was the really stark picture of why why it's so important to to, for a Christian, particularly, we know we know how big it, it, God is. We know the extreme, extreme lengths God's prepared to go to in His love for us, and so we know that God is big enough to do creation. And and if all of that creation, all all the geology, all those different sciences I mentioned before were made by God, which every Christian believes pretty much, um, then it's a manifestation of the word of God, just as much as the Bible is a manifestation of the word of God. So, A, they can't be conflicting. They cannot be conflicting. And it might just be that science is telling us 
the what and the how and the when. And the Bible is telling us the who and the why. That's such a helpful way of looking at it. Thank you. Because I think lots of people do, they feel like there's this conflict, but you're right. It's it's a real misunderstanding. Tell us a bit more about your book because you sort of briefly mentioned it there, but it sounds like such a helpful uh, resource. Well, it's about a very small subject and that is making a universe. So we start with the planning, you know, what, what, what do you want in your universe? How do you want it to work? And then the fundamental thing, which is God didn't just make stuff when he created the universe. Or if you want to be smart, he didn't want, he didn't just create stuff and energy. He created also the mathematics and the science, the rules, the constants that underpin it that are in it so if you are making your own universe you could do it completely differently so we start off with a bit of a plan and and i suppose in a way the first bit is talking about what you might want in your plan and then this fundamental thing about to try and without being too heavy about it just convey that um, you have, by the way, you have to invent science and maths at the same time. Um, and then we go into Big Bang and inflation and making stars and how the stars make, um, they make black holes and they make neutron stars and these collide, but they make these elements. And then when they smash up, they explode everything everywhere. And I explain how long all these stages take. Okay, that's really helpful. And what we'll do, we'll pop a link in the show notes uh, if you'd like to have a look at that. It's called God's Cosmic Cookbook um, and also links to Christians in Science and to the Faraday Institute because, um, you know, people might want to explore there a little bit more too. I mean, all our kids... Um, engage with science in some way, don't they? Whether they absolutely love it and it's something they research in their own time or it's something that they have to learn at school and it's their least favourite subject and they sort of begrudgingly get through it. Um, and even though there isn't a conflict, you've explained that wonderfully. And um, But, you know, sometimes that can be the trigger, that can be the spark for our children questioning their faith or having tricky questions, those sort of things. Um, and I just wondered what your advice would be to parents, you know, when the child comes home from school or is researching something at home and says, hang on a minute, I'm not sure. How does this work? How if if God's like this, how did this happen? Or, or those sort of questions. Mm. How would you suggest we approach some of those? Um, yes. It's one of the most difficult things I think we get asked, not just by our children, but by non-Christians as well. And I think it is one of the most, and I, I, inter interestingly, I think it is actually one of the areas where science and reading, the, the, the way the universe was created, the natural world, if you like, as God's word, and as well as the Bible, in conjunction the two, it doesn't explain huge issues like suffering but it throws a bit of light 
interesting, and I do touch on this in again a very light way, and 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 probably a child wouldn't be aware of it in the book, but it is touched on in the book because you're right. God chose to make a physical, a material universe, a universe with stuff in it. Now we're spiritual beings as well and God obviously made the spiritual world as well but I'm talking about this that's what we're talking about with science it's its realm is quite limited and it's limited to the physical material world and when you do that it's inherent there's there's these fundamental laws that I was well one of the fundamental laws is that everything has a tendency to decay corruption so science can doesn't allow us to duck the issue of death and decay and corruption and it's there and it's in inherent in god chose to do it but when you study science and you then you see the other balancing things that come out so when you when you look at a physical universe for example and you think well why did the meteorite strike the earth imagine the suffering of those creatures that got splatted first of all and then that suffered a, a, a slow and painful end because it was of the nuclear winter effectively that followed Yes. If you don't have a planet, you can't have life. Whatever you think about this, it's more like a silver, big silver lining. The fact that because of planet formation, we can get life and that life can evolve and grow and then develop to the level where intelligent beings that God can then make spiritual beings as well so we're body and spirit can come out of it that's hugely positive but it has these clouds so it's not clouds with a silver lining it's silver lining with clouds and what you've so beautifully modeled there is two things one how exciting um, and just how brilliant science is and how much it talks to us about who God is and what he does and how clever it all is really the way he's made oh. things and what's possible yeah. um, but also just that it's really helpful to have questions I love the way you explore and encourage um, thinking those things through and no there's not neat perfect answers for lots of things but that's okay it's still great to ask those questions yeah. and we've got a couple of them um, I'll post the links to we've got um, a post on intellectual wrestlers so children who really like to dig into things and pull them apart and how we can surf the waves and support them and one on just exploring any question that a child asks because you're a wonderful scientific expert as you say in a, in a certain area but you know about these things but you know, not all of us are scientists and it can feel a bit overwhelming of all, oh, but how how would I explain that? And I think we can just feel confident and equipped as the parents and carers in our children's lives to explore these things, to model that it's okay to not have the right answer, to go away and do some more research, 
to find out what they think and what they know, what do we not know, what remains a mystery, um, and just share how it's impacted your life. Liz, thank you so much for your time. It's been really interesting. Um, Do go and check out God's Cosmic Cookbook. As I say, we'll post a link to that. And uh, it's just been a pleasure talking to you. As always, we end the podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. Today's question is, what's your favourite thing about the way the world works? Have a great conversation. If you don't already, can I invite you to follow us on social media? Uh, Whether your personal preference is Instagram or Facebook or X, formerly known as Twitter, um, we post content on there really, really regularly. It's not just advertising stuff. We really want to add value to you as you're scrolling um, to find things that are going to equip you, that are going to encourage you in your everyday And there's some content on there that doesn't go out anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on our mailing list. And um, it's just a really easy way to equip yourself and to stay in touch with what we're doing. So uh, either just look up Parenting for Faith BRF on any of those platforms. On X, we're God Connected. On all the others, just Parenting for Faith. Um, Or you can click the link in the show notes. Have a great week. We're going to be back next week with Joanna Adienka Burford talking about connecting with God through acting and theatre. Bye. <laughs>